0: This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Listen to me, God gives every single person a chance to experience His love. And I know that for a fact because I've tried running away from Him. I've tried hating Him. I've tried walking away from Him. I've tried going down the path of sin, not when I was a Christian, even when I was an unbeliever. And the love of God pursues me. The love of God pursues you. You might not be sitting in this room, you might be watching at home. And you always felt this this anger towards God because, like, how can He create hell? It's because He's not going to force Himself on you. God's not not a kidnapper. You see, the prodigal son, when when he told the dad, I want want all my stuff and I want to leave, it says in the book of Romans, chapter 1, that God will give you into the desires of your heart. You want to sin? He's not going to strike you with lightning. God steps away and says, All right, man, I'm sovereign, but you have your choice. The father gives the son half his belongings. I mean, that culture, the dad should be beaten to death for not respecting the blessings of God. The son goes and he squanders everything on prostitutes, which again is like, no, 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 you don't do that. And then he's taking care of pigs, which is unclean. But the father is sitting by the window, waiting, 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 and it says when the son came to his senses, he realized that even the servants in the father's house have abundance, and he gets up and he runs, and he's thinking in his head, I will tell my dad, I'm unworthy to be your servant, but the father sees him from far away, and the father runs, and hugs him, and kisses him, and before the son could say anything about I'm sorry, the father says, my son who was dead, is now alive. Kill the calf, we're gonna have a feast. He takes a ring, puts it on his finger, that's that's identity, that's respect, that's honor, that's royalty. He takes the best robe of the dad and puts it on him. You know what that represents? That represents, hey, whenever people see you, they're gonna see me. And that's exactly what Yeshua did when he died for you. He says, people aren't gonna see your sin, they're gonna see my righteousness on you. He puts a ring on his finger, he puts shoes for his feet. Servants normally, servants don't wear shoes. Only masters wear shoes. He says now in the book of Ephesians, he takes you and he seats you in high places where God is on his throne with him. It's so crazy, this kingdom life that God's calling us to. He says that if we are walking away from him, it's because of our own hardness of heart. If we are walking away from him, it's because we want to chase after things it's because we, we, if we hate his commands, it's because we love sin more than we recognize his love for you. As I've been wrestling with this this morning, I really want to make sure that I, I, I get this point across to you because for the rest of your life, you're going to come across this question, how can a God of love send people to hell? I don't believe God really wants to send anybody to hell. No, we make a choice to go there. And I want you to know that this morning as you leave these doors, you are making a choice of what you're going to walk in. Are you going to walk omitting the commands of God? Or are you going to walk saying, God, I'm going to commit in keeping your commands? And maybe you're here like the prodigal son and you've run away and you've squandered everything. God blessed you and you wasted it. I want you to know that the Father is waiting, is waiting. And before you even make your way halfway through, he'll meet you there. He'll meet you there. Um, question for you as you ponder on this maybe this is your wake up call maybe this is your morning for you to stop omitting and begin committing question for you what do you fear because the word of God says fear God and keep his commands what do you fear And this is not just... I'm not going to lighten the blow by just saying have a holy reverence for God, which you need to have, but fear God because He's mighty, He's awesome, He's holy. There's none like Him. And He can do whatever He wants to do. He's God. We're not. What do you fear? In other words, what or who causes you to compromise on your convictions? Because that thing or that person, sadly, is your God. It might be a relationship that's causing you to compromise on your convictions, that relationship is becoming your time of worship. I forget who was I said it. It's not about will you worship, it's about who you will worship. Will you worship the true and the living God who loves you, who has a plan for you, who died and rose again to set you free? Or are you going to worship the temporary things, the created things, Jesus says in John chapter 14 verse 15 he says if you love me you will keep my commands it's very different from what we saw in Matthew ten twenty-eight. fear God he says if you love me you'll keep my commands you know I have five kids my oldest two sons understand why ice cream for breakfast is a bad idea <laughs> my younger ones don't get it my older ones I can talk to them and say hey listen I love you you got a stomach ache it's not healthy for you it's just too much sugar you need something more substantial in your tummy to get you through the day And it's quite possible that they will begin to love me because they see that I care for them. The younger ones, they need a good spanking on their butt when they open the freezer and try to get ice cream out. Not that it happens. It better not happen. (laughs) They're like, hey, never thought of that. And oftentimes in a relationship with God, like a loving father, he disciplines you. And the Bible says discipline at the time being is hard. But when it has its fruit, when it has its result, it's joyful. And if you're walking through a hard time of discipleship, don't run away from God out of fear because He's this mighty smiter, but lean more into Him. Understand, God, what are you doing in this season in my life? Because He is a loving God, He's a good God, He's a faithful God, and um, and I really hope that as you write down that question of what is causing you to compromise on your convictions, God will also give you the grace to be able to repent from it the warning of a coming judgment um, is loving because only a loving friend will warn you of your consequences, right? I mean some of us we've broken up friendships because you're like, how could you say something so mean to me? Like, you know, and then a few years later you call them and you're like, hey you know what, you were right about that, <laughs> right? Eat a little humble pie, even if it's not in your diet and, and God is being loving to you when he says there is a coming judgment and uh, there's a third thing I want to tell you and we'll close with this in just a few minutes. Kingdom life matters because you matter. Okay, We're talking about it's a matter of kingdom. And as we go through this life, it's not just about what happens in the world, about the things you have, about the vanities of life. We're talking about it. We got to look at it through the eyes of the kingdom of God. And we're talking about the kingdom of God. is not just about enlightenment, about edification. We're talking about the kingdom of God. is not just about omitting God's commands, but committing to God's commands. And all of this matters because you matter. You know, if God did not judge the world, He would not be a loving God. If I went back home, and two of my kids were fighting, and this guy like, got a nice punch into this guy's nose, and he's bleeding over there, I don't do anything to this guy that got angry, I would be a very unloving dad. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. i to do something about that. Okay, in this world, maybe you're the one that's been punching, or maybe you're the one that's punched and if God didn't call us to account then he would be like an unseen landlord who doesn't care about his property but kingdom life matters because you matter and when you think I want this, I've been praying that this will be a huge shift in the way you think because oftentimes when we think about judgment we think about it in a very negative way but I want you to start thinking about this that when God judges you it's because he loves you and hopefully by the time we're done you will know that next time you hear the word judgment of God you will rejoice instead of hiding in fear This is how Solomon says it. He says, For God will bring every deed. If it's your Bible, you might want to underline every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Everything. Everything. And this morning, as I read this to you, maybe there's a little, your heart races knowing that God knows everything about you. I mean, you know it, but now maybe you're feeling it. And these are not words of delight for you right now, that God knows everything. I mean, He knows your thoughts, He knows your actions. He knows your intentions. Maybe you couldn't follow through with that action of sin, but He knows that you were planning and scheming and saving and He knows it. And God is going to judge everything. Isn't it crazy that this book ends with a warning of judgment? That's the last verse in this book. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. We're going to close in about 10 minutes. So please give me your undivided attention. The book closes... With the warning of judgment. But the Bible doesn't end there. Because, because, see, Solomon, he's talking about the shepherd who will come with good words of edification, and the shepherd did come. And the shepherd said that, you know, he's a good shepherd who lays down his life for a sheep. And he lays down his life, and in laying down his life, he takes the judgment of sin on himself. All the things that you, you're feeling guilty about right now, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope he just doesn't start reading my mail now and he takes a judgment on himself and this is why it gets really good where you matter comes in because listen to me I know what it's like to be stuck in a rut of sin unable to get out I know what it's like you're sitting here, this is a very powerful message a very transformational message that can transform your life but you're going to go back home and you're going to have the same temptations and there's a fair chance that you're going to keep failing in them I know we don't talk about this much in church I remember talking about this this guy once who was trying to tell me when I was a smoker and I'd smoke every day and I was really trying to quit because I I was a believer, I wanted to love Jesus I wanted to follow him and I just couldn't quit smoking and and this guy was sharing his testimony and it really irritated me because he said he went to this prayer meeting one night and they prayed for him and overnight his addiction was gone and I hated it because I'd never experienced anything like that I thought God didn't love me I thought I didn't matter to God. Anybody feel that way? It's like, how come you have the freedom? I don't get it. How come you are? I'm still stuck in my rut of sin. Okay, I share that to you because I want you to know that you still matter to God. Just because you didn't find that breakthrough doesn't mean that you don't matter to God. And Jesus knows exactly the rut that you're going to keep falling into and he died for every single time that you failed. See, it doesn't mean that you go on sinning that grace may abound, but you need to realize that God doesn't want you to stop calling sin, sin. Just because you keep failing and falling. Please track with me. This is why we fall into enlightenment and not edification. Just because you fail in that sin every day, don't stop calling it a sin. It is still sin. Don't give in to shame, but realize that you matter and He died for that too. You know, it's because you matter, you were created. Young people, I want to talk to you. It's very hard to overcome temptation when you're young. And we're living in a world where technology just increases the temptation like crazy. And you can do all that you can to save yourself from falling into temptation, but you still find yourself failing and falling. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that you don't matter. God created you. He knows you. He knows your failures. And this is the beauty. You matter. And every time you fall, He will pick you up. Please do not stop calling sin, sin just because you fail. Because you matter to God. Because you matter, He created you. Because you matter, He came into this world. Because you matter, He lived a sinless life because He knows that you cannot do it. He lived it. And because you matter, He died in your place of death. And because you matter, He was put in that grave. And because you matter, that beautiful stone had to roll away because the King of Kings and Lord of Lords was coming back alive. And because you matter, because you matter, because you matter, when you stand before His throne, you're not going to stand... (laughs) <laughs> because of your failure, your works, you're going to stand the righteousness of Yeshua. He's done it. And it's because you matter. It's because you matter. And because you matter, you have to repent from chasing after enlightenment and run after edification. And it's because you matter, you've got to stop chasing after omitting the commands that make you feel like a sinner and committing to say, God, I will follow you no matter what. I will fail. I will get up. I will run after you because you love me and I matter to you. Man, I've been telling you, this is my favorite prayer lately. I'm like, God, I am your problem. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I fail. I sin, but I am your problem. This sin is your problem. You need to take care of it on the cross. You did it. I don't feel it. I'm your problem now. I'm throwing yourself at your mercy, at your grace. The world will hate me. The church will hate me. The Christians will hate me. You, you got to love me and you say you love me. I'm throwing yourself at your feet. I'm your problem now because I matter to you and I guarantee you this. The way you walk will change. The way you look at sin will change. You no longer, to use the picture, you no longer will throw the trash and miss the garbage can or you'll throw the trash in the garbage can every single time. Because you see that when you throw the trash out of the garbage can, someone's got to pick it up, and Jesus picked it up for you. And you don't want to keep doing that. You're like, God, I can do that. I can turn off the computer now. God, I can cut that relationship off. I can stop talking about this because I matter to you. Oftentimes, you run out of sin because you feel like you don't matter. But I want you to know that you're sitting here because you matter. Kingdom life... It's kingdom life because you matter and He calls you to be a part of His kingdom. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Would you please stand with pray and we'll close. Join us this Sunday at The Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website www.thelivingchurchboise.com Visit our website for service time and address.